Good morning. Today is Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. One of the most difficult questions I am asked relates to end-of-life care. As technology advances, there are more ways to sustain life longer, which is, of course, a blessing. But there is also a growing fear of a life not worth living. With the end of life filled with pain, with suffering, kept alive by machines, unable to communicate. An axiom of Jewish medical ethics is that every moment of every life has infinite value, and that includes even life that is not productive in the common sense. A person who is not conscious, that life also has value. And it is never okay to actively end a life. That is murder. Regardless of secular law or the popularity of assisted dying within a given society, that is prohibited according to Jewish law. But what about withholding treatment, refusing a therapy or a surgery, or an intervention at a certain point. Does a diminished quality of life ever allow for that? So before I begin, I want to make it clear that this is, of course, a very complex subject, <clears throat> a sensitive subject that requires halakhic and medical expertise must be dealt with on a case-by-case -case basis. Every case is different. And there are significant differences of opinion about many of the issues that I will mention. But I want to provide just an oversimplified view of where we are in this discussion for a general understanding, but not to be relied on in a real-life situation. <clears throat> so the classic formulation we have of this subject <clears throat> is based on Igris Moshe, the writing of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, the foremost halakhic authority of the previous generation, who writes that a person with a terminal illness, meaning they will not recover from this illness, and that person faces intense pain or suffering, whether physical or emotional, that person has the right to refuse medical treatment or an intervention if there is a risk that it will make the situation worse or if it may diminish significantly their quality of life, <clears throat> leading to the kind of life that, God forbid, a person would not want to experience. For example, a person, God forbid, 
at the end stage of cancer, who is suffering terribly, may refuse further treatment or refuse to go on to a ventilator when it appears that they will never be able to get off that ventilator. A person has the right to choose not to have the end of their life be under those circumstances without being able to communicate under terrible pain and suffering. Igris Moshe, Ramosha Feinstein writes, untreatable suffering can be worse than death. And in that circumstance, life need not be prolonged. However, the dividing line, the distinction between actively taking a person's life, which is always prohibited, and passively remo removing the barrier to death taking place, often that is a very difficult line to draw. And Ramosha writes that he would insist on providing, at the very least, even for these unfortunate cases insist on providing hydration, nutrition, and oxygen because refusing those modalities is not just passively not treating, that is considered actively taking life because life cannot exist even in the short term without water, without hydration, without nutrition, and without oxygen. So he insists on those three. Rav Herschel Schachter and Rabbi Mordechai Willig, two of the greatest authorities in Jewish law today, recently wrote in the journal tradition that for such a patient, suffering and in anguish, at the end of his or her life, that patient also may have the right to refuse hydration, nutrition, providing that it is something that would increase their suffering at the end. Sometimes a patient is retaining water and giving the normal amount of fluid would actually cause more suffering to that patient. So there may be individual patients where it is called for that the patient has the right to say, I don't want any more of even these interventions, though of course, this is on a case-by-case -case basis and it's only in the most extreme case. So there was a remarkable response to this article in Tradition, a letter written by Rabbi Daniel Rose and Dr. Nancy Weissman, who is a psychologist, both who work within the hospice world of caring for those in the process of dying. And they suggest that the most current research shows that the hospice model may be factually incorrect.
The hospice model over the last number of years suggests, as I have been saying for the last few minutes, that some patients at the very end of their lives, if they are given nutrition and hydration and oxygen, may actually increase their suffering and it is more merciful to allow them to make the decision to withhold even those basic necessities as a way of allowing them to end their life with less suffering. That's the model and that is what Rabbis Schachter and Willig are addressing. They quote recent research that questions that assumption that emerging evidence requires us to think differently about the effects of hydration, nutrition, and oxygen at the end of life, instead of relieving suffering, withholding these basic necessities may in fact result in a more uncomfortable end of life experience <clears throat> by causing both emotional suffering triggered by powerful biological drives and physical pain. They write, the hospice claim that a person is more comfortable without assisted fluids, clinical research shows that not to be the case. And in fact, assisted hydration reduces sedation, hallucinations, muscle twitches, and fatigue. This emerging evidence, they write, suggests that in most circumstances, we should continue to provide hydration, nutrition, and oxygen for the very same motive outlined by the authors, to relieve the patient's suffering and allow for a comfortable and peaceful end of life. It's compelling, very, very serious. These are issues that stand life and death issues. This letter was just published the other day and I expect much more discussion on this subject, which I and many, many others will be following very, very carefully. My approach is based on the direction of Rabbi Dr. Abraham Steinberg, who is perhaps the greatest expert in Jewish medical ethics today. <clears throat> His guidance in these very, very difficult cases is to point out that such a patient, again, near the end of their lives, in very, very serious medical condition, such a patient actually requires only a tiny, a tiny amount of nutrition, hydration, and oxygen to stay alive. While, for some of these patients, giving the full amount can sometimes increase a patient's suffering. He recommends gradually lowering the levels to just the amount that is needed to sustain life while nature is allowed to take its course. These questions become more difficult every day and they certainly have become more frequent during this period of COVID. 
I can tell you that I personally have made use of Dr. Steinberg's advice twice just this week in guiding patients and their families who are facing these extreme circumstances. The Talmud tells us the story of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, the great Rebbe who authored, edited the Mishnah. At the end of his life, he was suffering terribly from a terminal illness which would eventually take his life. And the Ran, Rabbeinu Nisim, one of our great medieval scholars, deduces from the Talmud's narrative that sometimes, in extreme circumstances, it is the right thing not to pray for a person to remain alive, suffering, but rather to be spared from further suffering. We value every moment of life. And in most cases, we must do everything to preserve it. And we may never take steps to end it. But sometimes, when there is no hope, and there is tremendous suffering, with expert halachic and medical guidance, we must focus on God's mercy and compassion at the end of life and recognize in limited circumstances a person's right to say no more. My friends, I wish you all a good day, a healthy day, and a happy day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.